Welcome back to your favorite podcast in the world. My name's Eli, and this is another episode of Miss Congeniality. I am so happy to be here with you guys today. We're going to talk about seasonal depression and fall and tons of updates. I have a bunch of guest episodes coming sort of throughout September and October that I'm super, super psyched about. So I thought what better way to kind of like balance that out than to do a little solo ep before I get into all of my guest episodes that are coming up. I hope you loved last week's episode with Ashley. If you haven't listened to it yet, cause like you didn't know who she was or something. I feel like that's happened to me a lot. Like when I'm listening to a certain podcast and I listen like, because I fucking love the host, like girls gotta eat is a good example. And then I notice that they have a guest who I'm like, I don't really know if I want to listen to that or like, I don't really think I need like those kinds of tips or whatever. Those are the episodes that I wind up listening to and they like completely change my life. Whereas when I'm just like, you know, listening to the guests that I like really wanted to hear, like, of course it's also amazing, but it's usually just like not the same. So if you didn't know who she was, so you didn't listen, like, please listen. I don't know how you don't know who she is, by the way. She's like so incredible. And I look up to her so much. And I feel like our conversation really like sort of grounded me a little bit, like with all of these conversations that you and I and everyone has been having like about like getting older and like this mid twenties, like kind of like chaos moment and all that stuff. Like I just feel like I felt really grounded by our conversation and I feel like you guys will really love it too. So definitely check that one out if you haven't, but let's kind of just like talk. There's so like, I really feel like the world was like, okay, Labor Day weekend, summer's over, drop in, we're back. Like it happened so fucking fast. Like everything just revved right up. I am leaving to go to Puerto Rico today. And I've told you guys, like, it's such a random time to take a trip. Like I, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have chosen the week after Labor Day. But as you guys know, my friends and I have this trip planned like this Saturday of when I had appendicitis and like I went to the hospital with appendicitis on like Thursday. There was just simply no way we were going on the trip and in order to like get our flight points and not have to like pay more, we had to like reschedule the trip. And I think I've explained this to you guys, like it's impossible to see your friends in the summertime in New York City because everybody is traveling, going different places, having different plans. It's just crazy chaos. So I'm like so fucking excited to just like be with my girls this week. I just think it's going to be so much fun. I am feeling a little bit like off balance because I feel like I really like started getting back into the fall vibe and like fall mood, but we're going to talk about that more. Um, And I hope you guys had an amazing Labor Day weekend. I really just like went home and vibed and chilled and it was super, super nice. I got all my friends and my boyfriend obsessed with the cold plunge. I know this is like a thing you see all over TikTok. My dad like loves it. Like I support, I think it has health benefits. I'm fine in the cold plunge. Like I don't mind it, but it's definitely not something I'm like actively trying to do. There was a lot of cold plunging this weekend, a lot of wine, a lot of vibes. Like it was just a really great time and a good weekend. Um, But the weekend kicked off with going to the US Open and I'm not like the biggest sports girly, but I do love like a football season. I love the US Open because there's like a gimmick of it all, right? There's like food and drinks and like everything's like little like preppy little outfits and everything. Like it's really fun. And I also don't mind watching tennis. Like I actually kind of like watching tennis. And so I was invited to the US Open with Emirates and I felt so lucky that I was able to go because it's such a fun event. I was genuinely so excited. And my mom is obsessed with sports. I think I've told you guys this before. She's just like a sports lady. So we went to the US Open together with Emirates and we get there and the woman that we're meeting there is like, so nice to meet you, Eli, blah, 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 blah. Shake hands, small talking. She's like, by the way, we have A-list celebrity guests coming in the suite tonight. And so just don't bother them. So I'm like, okay. And so the way the suite works is that it's like a giant suite. And then the seating is like three separate chunks of seats. And 
the only thing that's like, like, I don't know how to explain this well, but basically imagine three separate trunks of seats, but each chunk of seats, the door that like you go into the suite is like the same suite. It's the same suite, but there are three doors and each door is like a different chunk of seats. And like all that's like blocking the seats is like a like little concrete thing, but like you could like reach over and touch the people in the other thing. And if you had to like go to the bathroom, get a drink, get food, whatever, you would like walk into the box, right? And everyone's in the same box. So my mom and I like get settled, we get seated. We fucking come to find out we're sitting on the aisle of like our chunk of seats that, that the next chunk of seats over to our right, Haley and Justin Bieber are sitting in the, in the thing. Like they're in the suite with us, but they're in the other chunk of seats over. But like, we're the closest people to them. Like I couldn't take a selfie without getting them in the back. Now, obviously I'm like utterly starstruck. They are so fucking gorgeous in person. It's outrageous. Like out of this world. Like obviously Haley Bieber to me, like I was very starstruck seeing her in person. I didn't speak to either of them. Like I wanted to honor the fact that they told us not to. And also like, I'll get there, but it was just wild. But like, I'm very starstruck by her as a person. Like she's just the ultimate, the most beautiful, like it's insane. But Justin Bieber, I don't know. There was something about seeing him. Like he's going to go down in history as such a legend in his field, like, and in his like I don't know. It's just like legendary. I don't even know. I was like, so like, wow, that's crazy. But anyway, it was all well and good. Like nobody really even noticed them that were like in the crowd, like not in the suite until they put them up on the Jumbotron, which they did several times. And then there were thousands of people swarming like the seat area of the suite. And it was super crazy. And so that kind of like doubled down on the fact that I didn't want to like say or do anything. Cause it just felt really overwhelming. Like I couldn't imagine. And then also once the like match ended they left and I was wondering like dude did they leave because like they were having a good time until like everybody found out about them but before they left they went into the bathroom and I didn't know they were in the bathroom and I was waiting outside the bathroom and they walked into the bathroom and it was like genuinely the closest I like I was a foot away from them it was truly insane but the experience in general was absolutely phenomenal and I wanted to tell you guys two things about the U.S. Open because it's not very accessible event especially if you're not in the tri-state number one there is a recipe for the honeydews drink online on the Grey Goose website so that you guys can all make them and then the number two thing is that the Ralph Lauren like tennis collection U.S. Open collection is available online as well because I know a lot of people were like showing that it's not exclusively just sold like at the U.S. Open you can buy it online so just a couple things if you're like super into tennis or the u.s open or whatever else and like you want to have like the ability to enjoy those things like they are available on the internet um okay so that was that was the weekend it was a great weekend and then of course over the weekend the news breaks about joe and sophie a lot of people are asking me like joe jonas sophie turner how i feel about it all i've always been a fan of the jonas brothers like of their music and everything like that and i definitely like want to see all their marriages do well. I was never super invested in Joe and Sophie. I wouldn't say I'm like necessarily surprised. I also think when people get married super young and not saying it was super young for her, but I'm pretty sure she was relatively young. She also met him when she was 19. I just feel like it makes more sense that when they get a little bit down the line, they would split up than if it's like a couple that gets married when they're like 30 or even like older late 20s, just because you have more of that time and I don't know if that's necessarily like a good take because there are certainly like my mom got married at 22 she's still with my dad they'll be together forever like obviously whatever like there's still that possibility I just think it kind of makes it doesn't make sense to me that they're splitting up but I wasn't utterly shocked I think a lot of people were like damn I'm really shocked I think personally based on what like I've seen in the media and the news that I could see her team coming out with something against him or something about him. I just think some of his behavior, if you trace his like dating behavior in the past has been kind of fishy, but I don't want to pass any judgment until we have all the information. Like currently all we have is like 
the weird daily mail stories that are breaking that I find to be like absurdly inappropriate. And you know, her statement that she posted on Instagram, I just hope that they're like healing in private. And then I'm sure we're going to get some information from her side of everything. And then we can all decide like where our heads are at. But it was really interesting. I don't know. That was something that I was getting a lot of DMs about. The other big like crazy pop culture thing was Timmy and Kylie sort of like hard launching at the Beyonce concert, concert, which first of all, how crazy to hard launch your relationship at a fucking Beyonce concert. Can you imagine like you're, that was definitely spoken about, right? Because they've been like hanging out and whatever else. And like, they're like, okay, we're going to go and do this together. We want to do this together at the Beyonce concert. We both want to go. We might as well go together and like make out at the Beyonce concert. Wild. Wild. The other thing about the Beyonce concert that's different than the Eras tour is that it's not like a celebrity tent where like you could only see the celebrities if you were in GA or like rather on the floor in the back and like the tents are in the back of on the floor. It's like this like elevated, it's on the floor, but they're like these like elevated sort of boxes that are like in the open air. I can't describe them, but look it up because it's visible. Like you can tell like whenever I was there, Oprah was there and I could see her from my seats in the 200s, like because the box is elevated on the floor in the back, but it's like above everybody. So like people in other seats can see them. It's just super nuts. So many famous people are going to the Beyonce concert, like seriously to be Beyonce and to think to myself, like I've performed for like former US presidents and Paul McCartney. Courtney, like, I don't know. There's something just crazy about that. And all the Kardashians hammered off their ass, which I just love to fucking see. Like, I would have loved to see it at the Eras tour, but we've discussed that already. I just thought it was amazing. And here's my take on 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 the Kylie and Timothy Chalamet thing. I think, and I saw a TikTok about this, and I like a hundred percent agree. People inflate Timothy Chalamet so much because he is cast in every movie as the manic pixie dream boy that every girl wants to fall in love with. That's not really who he is. Like, he's just a dude. He's just, like, an actor who's cute and, like, a little bit indie vibes. And, like, when you actually think about it, like, people have inflated him and they have dumbed her down. And, like, they act like she's some bimbo Instagram model. And, like, sure, she's an Instagram model with fake titties. I don't know, like, what the problem with that is. Like, she's also a billionaire. And, yes, call her a Nepo baby, whatever else. She built her brand herself. She has a really funny, great personality. She's a good mom. At least that's how it appears to me. She seems to have a lot of heart and is, like, a really good person. So it kind of pisses me off, frankly, when people are like, I don't know what they talk about. And, like, I can't believe I'm sick. It's like, what did you think? That he was going to fall in love with the girl next door because that's what he does in the fucking Greta Gerwig movie? Like, no. Like, he's literally one of the most famous actors and he's just a dude and so yeah he's a famous fucking actor he's gonna date another famous fucking person and it kind of pisses me off that people sort of boil Kylie Jenner down to be like like they act like she's like a caricature of a person like she's not a real person that she's not intelligent and not smart and it feels like it's like riddled with a little bit of internalized misogyny or jealousy because people think that Timothy Chalamet might be attainable to them or something I don't really know I think that they're really well matched. I think it's really cute. And I think that they probably fucking smoke weed together, play with her kids together. I bet you Stormy does his nails. I bet they just like fuck around. I bet they have a good time together. And I don't understand. Like, it makes me mad. I was getting genuinely mad yesterday when people were doing the whole, what do they talk about? It's like, I can understand a little bit more. What do they talk about with Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner? Like, that makes sense to me. They come from incredibly different walks of life and backgrounds. And it seems like they have incredibly different priorities. But like, again, happy for them. If they're happy, they're also really cute. Like, not 
gonna lie. Like I saw those videos on his story. I'm like, they're fucking cute together. But I'm just saying like, I understand that take. Cause like you can actually justifiably say they come from different backgrounds. Like in this case, people have just inflated Timothy Chalamet to be their manic pixie dream boy, like next door, who's going to fall in love with like a girl at a flower shop. And that's just like simply not the case at all. Like, and no offense guys, like you're not going to date him. Like it's going to be okay. Like it's going to be okay. I've seen girls screaming, crying, throwing up over this on TikTok and being so cruel about Kylie Jenner. And I'm just like, I will stand for my girl. I will stand for my king. That's King Kylie to you. Yeah. And he should grab her ass and he should grab her ass at the Beyonce concert. Where else is he going to grab her goddamn ass? I love it. I stand by it. I believe in it. Clearly I'm passionate. I'm very passionate about this. I made a whole TikTok about like how I think that they're like a perfectly matched couple and I'm obsessed with it. And like, I think we just need to get to a place where we realize like Harry Styles is another one. Whenever he gets in a relationship, people are like foaming at the mouth. Like she's not good enough for him. Like you don't know the guy. You don't fucking know him. You have an idea of him. You know what he's given you about him. Like the, like the version of himself he's wanted to project and promote and like be and exist. Like, what do you mean she's not good enough for him? You don't know him. You don't know her. He's not going to date you. It's going to be okay. Like, we're all going to be okay. We're all going to be all right. I think we just need to, like, get over it. That's all I have to say about Kylie and Timmy. I love them. I hope they stay together forever and get married. I hope they get married, and I hope they play clips of Rick and Morty at their wedding, and I hope they have, like, a weed bar. And they all just, like, I think, I hope they hand roll their own cigarettes at the wedding because that's what I see for them. Okay, Era's concert film. How are we feeling? I'm so, so, so excited for people that weren't able to see the Eras tour and are now going to get to go see it in theaters. I honestly feel like it's amazing that we're going to have that as well because obviously you want to be at the concert, right? Like the concert's always going to be a better than like a version of the concert that was like filmed and like being there is a different energy but I just feel like it's equally as fun in a way for different reasons like it's more comfortable you get to sit down like I'm sure people will like be standing in the theaters and be like super fun but you can still dress up but you can be comfier and you have like tons of movie snacks and you're like cozy in the theater and like it's still like girl power party like pussy boss energy but it's like in the movie theater and it's more like comfortable and you're not gonna have to there's no traffic the traffic and you're not paying thousands. Like, I think it's re- going to be really super duper fun. Jess got tickets, so I think we might go. But also, I'm hoping that she ends up putting it on a streamer. My personal take, like, is that she wants to make the money. For, like, l- listen, like, this is Mrs. Capitalism, right? Like, she wants to make the money from the theaters. Like, sh- if if she had said it's going in theaters for, like, this weekend only, and then it's going on Netflix, a lot of people would just be like, why would I go to the theaters then? I'm just going to wait to watch it on Netflix. But... If she does, it's going in theaters for these three weekends, makes all this fucking money or whatever time it is, and then pitches it to the like streamers as like, look at how much money we made. Look at how popular this was. Like you, we will like, like let you have this for like a hundred million dollars, like whatever it's going to be. It's going to be a crazy dollar amount. She's going to be able to make a better case for them buying it for that much money after she made all of the money and they saw all of the hype from the in theater weekends. Like, I know this is not over yet. Like I know that we're going to get it on streamers. So if I don't see it in theaters, I'm waiting patiently for that. I just finished reading Yellowface by RF Kwong. I want to pronounce her name right but I might have done it wrong she's written a bunch of books she's like a super young writer and 
Yellow Face is very, 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 very good. I'm pretty sure it's a Reese's book club choice and I highly recommend it. It kind of functions like a thriller or a horror novel, but it's basically about a girl who is a writer and is super jealous of her really close friend who's also a writer and her close friend is much more um, famous writer than she is and the best friend dies and she steals her work and the friend is Asian and she's a white girl and it's really, really interesting. I will say... It was giving me a lot of anxiety to read, not because I would ever steal somebody else's work, just because it's written about the publishing industry by somebody who is a part of the publishing industry. So it's very sharp. Like this writer has been a part of the publishing industry for a very long time. She's very smart. She got her first book deal when she was super young. She has a bunch of books out. She knows how the game works and the publishing industry is super fucking overwhelming. I think that's something that like I haven't said before to you guys or like, Maybe people don't know. If you want to learn about the publishing industry, you should definitely read this. Not everything that the protagonist is like expressing about the publishing industry is 100% true, but it's definitely interesting. Like it's definitely, it got my gears grinding, got, got my gears turning. I read it super quickly, but I had posted it online. And then I noticed one of my other author friends, Haley Jacobson, had posted online that she had to stop reading it because it gave her anxiety. And then I DM'd her and I was like, same. And she was like, you have permission to stop. And I couldn't stop. I'm trying to just like replace the vibes with like any other book now and like read something else. So I have some things coming up the pipe that I'm going to read, but I will highly recommend it. You guys should definitely read it if you haven't. We're going to take a break to talk about one of my favorite partners. I have it in my water bottle here right now. And that partner is Element. Element is an electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research revealing that optimal health outcomes occur at sodium levels two to three times government recommendations. Each stick pack delivers a meaningful dose of electrolytes free of sugar, artificial colors, or other dodgy ingredients. Element is formulated for anyone on a mission to restore health through hydration. It's amazing. It would be great for athletes, but it's just great for people who are like on the go as well. I've been trying to drink a lot more water because I heard that it really helps with PCOS and endometriosis just to stay super duper hydrated. And I have been loving the ease that Element makes hydration for me. It's also the exclusive hydration partner to Team USA Weightlifting and many other Olympic athletes. And around 30% of the NFL is drinking Element out of those green and orange bottles. It's just, it's just the proof is in the pudding, you guys. Members of my community can receive a free Element sample pack with any order when they purchase through my custom URL. And the sample pack includes one packet of every flavor. There are eight flavors. This is perfect for anyone who wants to like find their favorite flavor or give away some and you know, share with a friend. And the author is available exclusively through me. You guys won't find this offer elsewhere and it's totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you can give it away to a friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You guys can go to drinklmnt.com slash miscongeniality. That's drinklmnt.com slash miscongeniality to get started on your hydration journey today. Love you. As we get back into fall, I've also been just really, really focusing on getting as healthy as possible. I know you guys know this. I've been trying to hydrate more. I've been trying to, you know, implement new supplements into my life and kind of manage my PCOS and endometriosis a little bit better. I'm still getting used to my new IUD, figuring out if I like it. But ultimately I did want to share, um, now that I've like been on it for a few weeks and I'm starting to get more accustomed to it, uh, in case anybody's interested, I am taking metformin for my PCOS. This was prescribed to me by my endocrinologist. I know a lot of people know they have PCOS. They don't see an endocrinologist regularly. I cannot recommend finding one enough. I've seen an endocrinologist since I was eight years old because of my thyroid. And also I was prescribed metformin when I was in college because my blood results were coming back 
with something that showed that I might, you know, be eligible for metformin. It might help me to regulate some of my levels and my hormones. Little did we know the whole time I just had PCOS that was going undiagnosed. I started taking it, but it made me really nauseous. And so I stopped taking it. Nausea is one of the side effects. Once you get used to it, it goes away. You definitely have to take it with food. This can all be like directed by your doctor if they feel like it's right for you. Remember, I'm not a doctor. I just wanted to share because I didn't know that this was a drug that could be helpful in in my journey with PCOS. And I'm really, really glad that I was... um, opened up to it and that my doctor, you know, was willing to have a conversation about it. I didn't bring it up to her. She actually brought it up to me and it was really interesting because I had been on it before, but this time, you know, I took it in the right ways to not get as nauseous. And now I've been upping my dose. Um, and it's, I think I've been feeling a lot better from it. And there have been tons of studies that look into the use of metformin for PCOS. Um, and it makes periods more regular. It can improve fertility as well. And it just can make a lot of the hormonal issues that come along with PCOS a lot easier based on those studies. Obviously not for everyone. I just wanted to say that if you are somebody that is going through it with PCOS and you've been looking for answers and you feel like nothing's working, I would recommend getting an endocrinologist and just opening up the discussion. I've also seen Megan Bowen, who's another influencer talking about her journey with PCOS. She just started with metformin as well. And that really encouraged me to like, kind of want to share what I've been going through and, and kind of the stuff that I've been doing for, for it. So I'm not super comfortable talking about health related things because when you do people like call you out, say you're a liar or you're encouraging people to do something or this or that or the other thing. And when you don't, you're also a liar. It's just really complicated and it's my personal business, but I always want to be somebody that can share things that might help somebody else. So I'm not saying you need to take it. If you have PCOS, it's definitely not a drug for everybody, but it's been helping me. And so if I could recommend it and someone could open up a conversation and it could eventually, you know, help them as well, then that would be really awesome. So I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about that. I've been on my anti-UGG grind for a minute now because I bought the Taz platform UGGs and they look like hooves. I look like a moose. You guys have seen me talking about it on TikTok and Instagram. I'm not into de-influencing because I genuinely think everybody's going to like like different things and have different preferences. But if I could de-influence you to buy, not buy one thing, it would be these UGGs. But for fall, I did just get the Danielle Guzio black mini skirt. So we'll see how I like that. I also ordered a pair of black boots um, with heel and a pair of black heels from the real real. And so I'm just like trying to like get my fall vibes going. I've just given away a lot of clothes from summertime, trying to prioritize like what I'm going to be wearing out and about, especially as we're revving up publicity for the book and all of that stuff. But I'm really like genuinely excited for fall. I kind of love a back to school moment, even when I'm not in school, it just comforts me. It's familiar. I think it was really like the summer of nostalgia, especially for women, like with the Eras tour, with certain films that came out, all of that good stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm just really nostalgic for a back to school moment, but like reframing back to school and kind of like I, I've been feeling the, that energy. I'm just hoping it's going to get colder soon. Um, but I'm really excited for fall and I'm trying to be positive about it, especially because seasonal depression wasn't something that I was really familiar with, like as it was happening to me. Um until I moved to New York and I'll, and I'll touch on that in a bit, but I'm definitely trying to like be positive going into this season instead of being negative about it. It's okay to be sad when summer's over, obviously, but you guys know what I mean. Okay. My touch grass of the week is just something that was said to me. It's not even the person. Like I don't even really know the person. Like I know they didn't mean it in a bad way, but it's just like, it kind of inspired me to like want to talk about this. I was like talking to someone and they asked me like, what are some New York city influencers or like influencers that you've met that you like hate? And you really don't fuck with. 
And I was like, wow, like that is such like a negative, sad question. And like, I'm not blaming the person. Like I know curiosity killed the cat. Like maybe the person was feeling comfortable enough with me to ask me that, but I'm not kidding you when I say I don't hate anybody unless like they're like a bigoted racist. And like every single person I've met in this space has been nice to me. And maybe that's because they need something from me or they have to be nice to me because they know like you have to be nice to everybody in this industry because it's a small industry. Or maybe they're just genuinely good people. Like obviously I could pick out people who I love, who I really hit it off with, who are super nice, who are so nice to my friends, who are really, really like just a great person. And I could like highlight those people, but there are like no... I don't hate anybody. There's nobody that I hate. There's nobody that I just like don't fuck with. I just found it like so shocking. And it kind of like goes back to the point that I've made in the past, which is like people are so excited to celebrate a woman's downfall or to be like, I knew she fucking sucked. I knew there was something wrong with her. And it's like, maybe you were just jealous of her. Maybe you just were envious of something they had or something like that. I don't know. It just like kind of struck a chord with me. It like made me kind of sad where I was just like, damn, like, I don't know, like, that's a sad way to think. And, like, it makes me upset that people are, like, interested in that information about other people. And I know that it's just about curiosity and it's human nature, but I can't stress it enough. And I said to the person, I was like, honestly, I know how shitty it feels to, like, get hate or unbased, like, shit thrown your way when you're a public person. So I always just try to be nice to everyone and everyone's been genuinely nice to me back and, like, there's nobody I would ever say was, wasn't a good person. And like, I hope people would feel that way about me as well. And I just try to be really, really good to other people. And like, I've felt that reverberate back to me and people have been good back to me as well. And I just think like, we need to get that negativity out of our brains. Like, I know it's like, so like, I can't look away from things as well, whether it's like, something I'm watching or doing or like ingesting on online and like cancellation. It's like so hard to like not feed into that. But I think just trying to be as positive as possible is like kind of something that we should all aspire to, you know, be kind to everybody. It's a shit show if we don't. And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it. So let's talk a little bit about seasonal depression. As always, I love to give a little disclosure that I'm not a therapist. I'm not a professional. I just want to talk about seasonal depression because it's something that I noticed happened to me ever since I moved to New York. And I just, I just wanted to chat about it a little bit. And I want to recommend that if you're going through something and experiencing something, definitely talk to someone, seek out professional help, you know, depression and anxiety and mental health problems. They're a big deal. They're, we, they're a sickness. There's, there's a chemical imbalance in the brain. Like it's okay to ask for help. And I think in a lot of places, a lot of cultures don't really like celebrate asking for help and going to therapy, but I want to normalize that as much as possible. But to get us started, I think we just need to like realize that seasonal depression fucking happens. Sometimes there's things that we need to accept and it takes a really long time to accept them because we're like, why do I get depressed and lonely and sad when it gets dark and gray outside? It just feels like pathetic almost. And I'm speaking from my own experience. Like it just feels a little pathetic also because you see a lot of people on the internet sort of romanticizing winter time and romanticizing the holiday season. And you want to feel like that too. Like you don't want to see the snowfall and be like, fuck this. I'm depressed. You want to love it too. So you kind of like beat yourself up for how sort of like arbitrary or quote pathetic unquote, it feels that you're just like not as happy when the sun isn't out, but like I can't stress how normal it is to have seasonal depression. 
First of all, I found out through the John Hopkins Institute that women experience seasonal depression two times as often as men and 21 million Americans experience seasonal depression. Like it is normal and there are obviously varying degrees of seasonal depression and I think I've only experienced it on the much smaller end of things. And that's why today I just wanted to talk about like getting the fuck on top of it because I don't want to be sad this holiday season and I don't want to feel lonely, especially in New York City. Like I really felt like I never experienced seasonal depression when I was in high school because I was so busy. Also, it's sunnier in like a suburb than it is like in a city because of the buildings and whatnot. Also, my life was super, super busy and fulfilling in college. So I never feel like I felt seasonally depressed. And also the sun comes out a lot during a Michigan winter. I think that's something I loved so much about Michigan. Like, yes, it is freezing as fuck. And yes, some days are gray, but like for the most part, it's really, really sunny when it's freezing as fuck, which just like is such a beautiful, like lovely thing in New York city during the winter time. And in a lot of cities during the winter time, it's like just gray during the winter, like straight up gray every single fucking day especially in like January February March it becomes so awful it feels just like you don't want to get out of bed you don't want to do anything you don't feel inspired motivated creative because you're just like not getting that vitamin d like I used to make fun of people when they'd be like oh I moved to LA for the weather I understand why it's almost impossible to wake up feeling like super duper lethargic in Los Angeles obviously I've never lived there but like when I visit I always just want to spring out of bed because there's like beautiful 75 degree sunshine with a light breeze streaming through my window every morning like obviously it it makes so much sense and I just want to take a minute to normalize how you're feeling because it's not pathetic if the weather makes you fucking sad it makes a lot of us sad it is normal and it's okay to be like fuck I don't want to feel like this as well and obviously we can't fix everything overnight but I've compiled some tips that generally like I take into my life as it becomes fall because I really like to get ahead of things when I know that I'm going to be feeling a certain way I want to be proactive because I don't want to get to January and be in the biggest slump of my life. I want to get to January and say, okay, I'm not feeling as great as I do in May, but at least I don't feel like crap because you deserve to feel good. And the thing is we are in control of this. We're not in control of feeling seasonally depressed. Like genuinely you can't control your feelings, but we're in control of getting ahead of it and then getting behind it when it comes. And that can be like a different episode a little bit further down the line. But for now, we're just going to get the fuck on top of it before it's actually here. I know it's super hard as well because like I'm looking outside right now. It's still 90 degrees in New York. It's still sunny. It's September 6th. And so it feels kind of hard because you're like, I don't need to do this yet. Like I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. But it's like, trust me when I say you're going to want like future you is going to be like, damn, September me did such a solid in like taking the time to sort of set up some of these systems and routines so that now I feel super, super good. I think the first thing is like, you need to accept and validate your seasonal depression. This is a real thing. Okay. I dread it coming on, right? Like I'm thinking about it now and like how gray it's going to be in like April or or rather March. And I'm like, oh, like I just need to get to May. Like that's going to be so shitty. But instead of like feeling that way, I'm trying to be like, okay, hi, seasonal depression. How are you? It's going to be gray and we're going to hang out a little bit, but like I'm going to kind of like set myself up so that like maybe you don't need to stay here as often or like you can get comfy cozy and like you're feeling good. Like I want you to be comfortable. I'm acknowledging my seasonal depression, looking at it in the eyes and saying, hey girl, we're in this together. What's up? This is a vibe. Let's do it. That's the first thing. This is a real thing. You're not a freak. And it's okay if you need to have extra loafing time. Like it's, we might need extra loafing time, extra time to lie on the couch. It's okay. Number two, getting into therapy. Now I know a lot of people are like scared of therapy. They don't know what they would talk about. Trust me, you'll find something to talk about. 
My therapist specializes in IFS, internal family structures. I highly recommend it. It's much better for me over CBT, but there's also CBT, different therapy for different people. You can use BetterHelp. There are tons of online platforms, Psychology Today, that you can use to find a good therapist. And even if in this moment right now, you're like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I don't need this. Getting into therapy to discuss ways to negate your social, like the way that your social battery drains so much during the winter, the onset of seasonal depression, all of that stuff can be so lucrative. Like right now you might feel like you don't need it and you might feel like, oh, I'm just like putting off getting into it. But I promise you once you're like in the thick of it, in your seasonal depression, feeling really like just off, you're going to be so happy that you have that person and that you've set up those tactics and those coping mechanisms and skills with them before it came on. Another thing that I think is really helpful is to initiate like group hangouts and seeing your friends in the fall to sort of get into a rhythm. The summer can feel so chaotic and the fall is kind of like, even as it is like very brief, it's a nice little time to like dip your toe into like the colder weather, the darker nights, the shorter days. So if you're initiating group hangouts, fun things, day drinks, pumpkin picking, apple picking, bake-offs, movie nights, all that stuff... Your friends are going to initiate them too. You're going to get into a rhythm with your friends and the people you see. And if you want new friends, like this is a great time to find community. The weather is still good. People are still doing things outside. You can join groups and clubs. You can go to my Facebook groups, my Geneva chats, and just find people to hang out with. Because I think in the wintertime and in the summertime, it's like our two polars, like our two hottest and like coldest times. It's really difficult to sort of be around your friends all the time. A lot of people are staying inside more often in the winter. A lot of people are traveling more in the summer. The fall and spring are great times to like really hone your friendships and focus on those people. You're going to be so fucking grateful you have them when those darker winter days come and you really feel like you need someone to just like help get you out of the house or motivate you or just be there for you to talk things out. Having that friend group or those friends or just like group hangouts, day drinks, whatever it is, a little mini community of people is so helpful. Chosen family is genuinely everything. Two other things that I've read about that can be really helpful that I'm going to look into myself this year are having a sun lamp or an artificial light box because lighting is genuinely everything. I do have my hatch. You guys know I fucking love my hatch. My hatch is amazing. My hatch is everything for me. Love my hatch. So I do have a hatch and that is like artificial lighting low key and like artificial like sunrise kind of vibes when I wake up in the morning, but I am going to look into the light box or a sun lamp. Also, I've heard aromatherapy is just super helpful and can negate some of the sort of um, like tough feelings in the wintertime. Another thing that I highly recommend is vitamin D supplements. This one's so easy. Just getting in more of your vitamin D and vitamin C and taking all your vitamins. Like I know it's annoying. I actually hate every night standing in front of my medicine cabinet, taking out all my vitamins. I wish I could just have one multivitamin with literally everything in it that I need, but it's impossible. I need too many things because of all of my ailments, but vitamin D and vitamin C are so helpful. Like I genuinely feel better when I have them. And in that same vein, I know it's annoying, but scheduling all those like well visits, OBGYN, dentist, I don't know. You just want to set yourself up to feel the best physically that you can going into the winter time. It's a time where a lot of people get sick. It's a lot of time where like people are already feeling mentally a little bit behind. You don't also want to feel physically behind. Set your physical body up for success in the winter time during the fall by getting all your visits in check, taking your vitamins, just taking care of yourself, hydrating, eating well, all of the things. You just want to make sure that you're feeling physically your best going into those winter months when you're not going to feel mentally your best because it's just a double whammy when you're feeling shitty physically, but you're feeling also shitty mentally. 
I've also been thinking about incorporating either like going to some somewhere like Massage Envy or The Joint or like Glow Bar and scheduling like a once a month self-care thing, whether that's like acupuncture, a massage or a facial. I don't know. You know, that thing that can be more expensive. Maybe that's more of like a treat yourself type of thing. And of course, this isn't mandatory. I just think that would like kind of elevate my spirits if I have one day out of each month or two days out of each month where I'm like, this is my self-care day where I'm really choosing to take care of myself. And I'm going to actually take myself out, get a facial, take myself out, get a massage, acupuncture, whatever it is. I think that that's like another really, really helpful tip, but also just in general, having those face masks on hand, having those sheet masks on hand, having that ice roller, whatever it is from Amazon, putting it in your fridge, those little tiny things that really make you feel like, okay, I am actively caring for myself in the smallest of ways right now. Like what is it about a sheet mask that makes me feel like I'm a bad fucking bitch? I don't know, but every single time I have one, I do. I think that you have to remember here that self-care is community care. And if you are prioritizing your self-care this fall, before we get into those winter months, everybody around you is going to feel better. You're going to feel better because you prioritized you. And then when you're feeling a little bit mentally depressed, when you're feeling a little bit seasonally depressed, you're going to say, I know how to care for myself. I have self-care on lock. I know exactly what I need to elevate myself a little bit because I did trial and error in the fall. I decided what my favorite sheet mask was. I realized that when I get a little facial, I'm feeling really fucking good. I recognized, okay, I need to learn how to care for myself in the best manner possible. So when it comes time for me to feel a little seasonally depressed, I can say, all right, self-care is a go. We know how to do this. We've done it before. I'm just so excited every single time I get to talk about this partner because their products like work so well. And of course, I always want to be on this podcast being like, yeah, the products work and they rock, but I'm just so genuine about how obsessed I am with Hair Love. Hair Love's Growth Complex is a daily vitamin that brings together the power of beauty and science and a revolutionary product that rebuilds the foundation of each follicle for strong, thick, and healthy hair. I'm not kidding. I have been loving my hair lately. And typically when it's at this length, like from like bob to long, I hate it. But the exclusive formula is a powerful combination of the exact vitamins and minerals your body needs to stop excessive shedding, breakage, and thinning and help you grow healthy, strong, beautiful hair. Literally just two capsules a day and it works. It really reduces shedding. It really strengthens hair from follicle to strand. And I've just seen so much increased moisture and shine. It's like amazing. I've also been loving the scrunchies. You guys know this. If you ever see a pink scrunchie in my hair, it is a hair love scrunchie. I sleep in them. They're amazing. And they're committed to using only the highest quality ingredients manufactured in the USA in an FDA regulated facility. All of the formulas are third party tested for potency and accuracy. And then if you get some hair love and if at any point in the next 12 months, you're not fully satisfied with your results, let them know and they give you a full refund. No questions asked. Of course, I have an offer code for you guys. It's going to be Miss M-I-S-S 15. If you go to hairlove.com slash M-I-S-S 15, you can get started on your hair love journey today. And I just can't wait for you guys. It's truly insane. Love you. This one's going to feel a little redundant, but keeping busy really does help when you are going through a little mental health moment. I think it's really necessary to sit with your emotions and feelings, but also pair that with keeping yourself busy in a fulfilling way that makes you feel joyful. So yes, you need to go and do therapy and talk out your emotions and sit with them and get to know them. That's all so fucking healthy. But I think it's also healthy to keep yourself busy, not to avoid your feelings, but to make yourself feel more joyful. I love meetup.com. This is not an ad. It literally rocks. You can go on meetup.com, put in your location and look up writers groups, runners groups, and they're entirely free. Book clubs, whatever it is, just a way to join something, to feel a part of something. You can do pottery, knitting, crafts, like 
literally whatever you want. Meetup.com is generally amazing because it does have so many different options for groups that you didn't even know existed. Like you could find there's something for everybody, like legitimately keeping yourself busy and having a nice schedule is such a great way to just feel a little bit more joyful, doing things that you genuinely want to do with your time. And then of course, scheduling in that loafing time, scheduling in the time to be the Renaissance painting of the woman lying across the couch, half naked eating grapes. We need that as well. I think it's just about creating a schedule and a routine that feels super good to you. So again, when you are feeling a little seasonally depressed, you can say, well, I have this thing to look forward to. And it's an entirely free thing that I've done for myself. That just feels good. Another thing that I absolutely love to do at the beginning of the new, a new season is rearrange one of my spaces, whether that's my living room, whether that's my bedroom, I just want to fucking rearrange that space, reorganize my pantry, reorganize under the sink. That kind of stuff, you don't even realize it, but all of a sudden it feels fresh. It feels new. You're like, holy shit. Like I didn't even spend any money and my space feels entirely 180. And then you can go on a little target run and get some like Halloween decorations after that. I mean, how fun is that, right? I just think that those little reorganization moments, when you do have the energy in the fall, it's so important. When you're having that like, really great burst of energy day, reorganize your living room. When you're having that great burst of energy day, organize underneath your sink because think about it. Again, future you is going to be like, wow, I did myself such a solid by brightening up my space. I did myself such a solid by organizing in, in, you know, September and October when I had the energy to do so, because now that it's January, I just feel really, really like comforted by the organization that I've put for myself instead of it being a mess. It's really just helping because I'm already not feeling great mentally. And now at least I have this really nice organized space. Make a fucking Pinterest board. I love Pinterest. It's like one of the easiest ways ever to manifest. You're putting things out into the universe. You're creating a board of things that you want your life to look like. And it's fun. It makes a thing into a thing. I always talk about making a thing into a thing. Like you need to have that little cutie Pinterest board and maybe that'll help you to reorganize your space a little bit, which I absolutely love. Like that's so much fun. Maybe it'll help you to kind of like manifest your dreams, your visions for the fall and winter, your outfits, your holiday plans, whatever it may be. Go on Pinterest. If you're not a Pinterest girl, you need to get on Pinterest. It is the number one best social media app ever. We also need to make sure we're eating enough because a lot of times when we get seasonally depressed, we're like, I do not want to eat anything. I do not have the like desire to make any meals. You do not need to be chef fucking Boyardee like Gordon Ramsay ass up in this kitchen right now. You can have a depression meal, but let's just find like little ways to elevate it. Make a meal plan that's fun if that's going to be fun for you. Pinterest about your meals. Like it's going to be great. Add a little broccoli or spinach to that frozen pizza bagel. You're going to crush it. I'm not asking you to go crazy. I just think having a meal plan, having some recipe ideas and making it fun for yourself, just going to elevate your spirits and make you want to eat really balanced, healthy meals. And that's just going to make your mind feel better. I know sometimes it can be just so hard to like get out of bed and actually do that. But like if you need a cute plate, cute cutlery, maybe you fucking need zoo pals. I do not know what you need to get yourself to eat those nourishing yummy meals, but it's really going to make you feel so much better. Along the same vein, exercise genuinely helps as well to elevate your spirits and boost serotonin. You really need 30 minutes every other day. Like it does not need to be crazy. It can be a walk on the treadmill while you're reading your book or watching Kardashians. Like just get yourself active in a way that makes sense for you for 25, 30 minutes, whatever that's going to be. Maybe you find a YouTube video you like to watch. Maybe it's yoga. I don't know what it is, but having that like routine of a, a way to surefire get yourself serotonin that through exercise is so helpful because you know, okay, I'm feeling like shit today. I'm feeling like shit today. I meal prep that meal in the fridge for myself. I have that sheet mask that I love. 
oh, I can go on that 30 minute little incline walk and watch New Girl, I'm going to feel much better after that. And you genuinely will. Set yourself up with those little routines and those things that you love because it just avoids feeling like shit on top of feeling like shit. We don't want to, we don't want to feel like shit on top of feeling like shit. We just want to feel like shit and know how to address it when we do. I also think you just have to say to yourself, I need to make one plan a week, one plan, literally just one when the going gets tough. Like obviously in the fall, like I said, try to fill your schedule, try to make it joyful, obviously leave time for loafing. But once it gets to winter, a lot of people don't want to go outside anymore. It's fucking cold. It's fucking gray. It's fucking dark. We feel like shit, right? One plan a week, just one. It is such an easy goal to set for yourself because I think a lot of times we think, oh my God, I'm seasonally depressed. I need to make plans, plural. And we beat ourselves up because we can't commit to those. We can't get there. We're not feeling good about ourselves. Take a deep breath and just tell yourself one a week, one plan. And that plan can be go to a workout class with a friend, grab brunch with a sibling, go out on a date, anything that you want it to be, just one plan. And I promise you, once you make your goals attainable, you're going to feel so much better about yourself. Number one, they're achievable. You're actually going to be able to do it because listen, bitch, I cannot make four plans a week in the fucking winter. It's not going to happen for me, but one plan that feels attainable. And you know how good it feels to go to the plan and have a good time and leave the plan and be like, I did that for me. That is such a great feeling. All you need is that one plan. Also, really treat your inner child when the holidays come around. What were traditions you did as a kid? What are things that don't feel good around the holidays because they bring up trauma or sadness or whatever it is? Don't do those. What makes you feel good? Is it those slice and bake pills, pillberry, whatever, cookies? Get them. You need them in the house. You want those. They make you feel good. Is it the 25 days of Christmas on the TV? I don't even know, free form or whatever it is. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's a certain movie. Maybe it's a certain Hanukkah tradition or whatever you celebrate. Maybe it's just going around and seeing Christmas lights. I don't know what it is, but trust me when I say indulging that little kid inside of you that gets excited around those December, January holidays, it's so fucking important. Please, please, please indulge that. And if you don't have like a family community to go to, chosen family is just as good, just as important, just as amazing as blood family. And if that's where you need to go, then go there, go where it feels joyful and just indulge that little kid inside of you who gets excited about certain things around the holidays. I think also reminding yourself to take it easy on you, to be irritable, to be annoyed, to feel crappy during the winter is really, really normal. I think it's such a better approach to say to yourself, hey, I see you. I see you, the part of me that's irritated and sad and depressed. I want to help you. I can't control feeling like this. I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to beat me up. I'm not going to feel guilty about feeling shitty and having to cancel plans. All I'm going to do is say, I'm I'm not in control of how I feel. I'm in control of how I react to it. And I'm going to put things in place beforehand to really alleviate some of those pressures and tensions when they come around. I think another thing to remember is the idea of cuffing season and all of that bullshit. It's really bullshit. Like there's no right time to get into a relationship. I know people like to get into a relationship in the winter because like I said, people are inside more, people travel less, people want to hang out with their friends less, all that stuff. That's just kind of like a societal thing that like someone came up with. There's no right time to get into a relationship. And certainly the winter time, it might honestly like be a worse time because you're just stuck inside. Like there's not as much like shit to do. It might not be as fun to date. If you want a date, go for it by all means. But if you don't want to, don't force yourself into a relationship just because you think it'll make the winter time easier or force yourself to be hooking up with someone who doesn't serve you because you think it would make the winter time easier and make you feel happier and less alone. Like the only person that can actually make you feel less alone is you. I have a whole episode on loneliness that I implore you to listen to if you're going through that. But I just want to like make it so clear that 
you don't need to be in a relationship and you don't want to be in a relationship that isn't going to serve you. You only want to be in a relationship that's going to be an addition to your life and just rushing into something because you think it's cuffing season or whatever else. Like, trust me, baby girl, you're going to be so a-okay and the right person's going to come at the right time and not just because it's cold outside. I promise. And I know a lot of people talk about like body stuff when summertime comes around because there's like such a pressure for like beach body or whatever the fuck that is. But I think people kind of neglect talking about that kind of stuff in the winter and fall when there's a lot of holidays or you might be seeing family or like work holiday parties or all this stuff. And like obviously like a lot of people I think are more comfortable in clothes in the winter and fall, but it's still like fashion trends and whatever else like you just sometimes get anxious and I just want to validate that as well like I see you and you know a lot of people don't talk about the struggles of you know enjoying and respecting and loving your body in the winter months and especially when you're already feeling sad and depressed you might just like pile that up with like additional self-loathing and I think all of these little tips that I've just given given you like the idea of making a really fun playlist and waking up in the morning to like your fake light box or whatever it is and just feeling good about yourself like that's all to try to alleviate some of this pressure and tension that we feel around these darker months and I know we're not there yet but I think being premeditated is like it's so helpful to anticipate the feelings instead of just like reacting to them when they come like be prepared have your toolbox and you're gonna fucking crush it Honestly, I think that's all from me today. I I really love you guys. I had a really fun time recording this. Honestly, it inspired me. It got me really excited to kind of go and put some of these tools in place for myself because I just know how I get in New York City, in Jersey City, in the tri-state in the winter months. And I just want to put my best foot forward this year. Like I am excited for fall. I'm trying to be super excited about the winter. And I am here to go through it with you guys. And if you need anything at all, as always, you can hit me up. I hope you're having a stunning, gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful Friday or Saturday or Sunday or whatever it is you're listening to this. And I love you so, so much. And I will see you next week and I can't wait. And I just want to let you know that I'm proud of you and I'll see you next time. Bye guys.